Oh, we back for another one, right? <laughs> Bags are packed. Hey, Tommy, you ready? Let's go. We going in. Hey. It's the night before the cruising If I'm honest, I ain't sleeping But even if I could, I'd be dreaming About this weekend, all the fun we about to have As we taking this vacation Always be booked on our way to embarkation Cause we know it's in store Pockets and palm trees, tropical sea breeze And frozen daiquiris, oh please Thank you sir, yes I think I'll have another Please don't blow my cover, cause I'm passing on the muster Bring a lover, bring a friend, bring someone you just met It ain't snowing where we going And the good times never end Here's the five more years, drinking beers, running Pierce, thanks for giving us your ears through the laughter and the tears. But we just getting started out here. Give us a holler if you're looking, you can find us somewhere south of the Bahamas. Getting hotter as we go, cones and we united. So sound that horn, cause everybody's invited. All aboard, and welcome, ladies and gentlemen. We are back with another. Thursday conversation. Welcome aboard, everyone. Broadcasting live from sunny South Florida. Like I said, another Thursday conversation. This week, we have a very special guest on, Zach the Traveling Man. He's a YouTuber. He's uh, on the rise. Definitely looking at him. He's got a, a growing channel, and he's doing pretty well. Zach, welcome to the show. Hey, Tommy. Thank you so much. It's great to be here. No, no, man. Thanks for coming on the show. But, um, I guess, uh, you know, every week I try to switch it up a little bit. I try to ask questions based on some of the research that I, that I do on your channel. And I did watch a good amount of your content, and it's super informative. And it's super, I guess, what would you say, consumer-friendly, and you can get a lot out of it. But what I would want to ask is, I guess, what type of cruiser are you? Do you have some things, Some some I guess, when you plan your cruise – are there some things that you go to in general that you gravitate towards? Well, thanks. That's a great question. And uh, thanks for watching some of the content. And I'm glad that you found it informative because that's the thing I strive for the most. You know, I don't really consider myself a blogger per se, whereas I'm, you know, a personality. I'm just like, here are the facts. Here's the cruise experience, you know, the way it came to me, essentially. And right. that's the goal for my channel. Uh, as far as the type of cruiser, of course, I'm a solo cruiser. I think that's one thing I try to build myself as because I feel like that's a market we've seen rise in the wake of the pandemic and the cruise shutdown. I have seen and heard from more solo cruisers than ever before. So I think folks are just eager to get out there any way they can. So I try to bring that perspective to folks and the solo cruise um, and give tips and, and tricks and things like that, of course, to any cruiser, but certainly to those solo cruisers. And I've met a lot of folks from that. Uh, on social media and folks who watch my channel and comments and stuff. And it's been really amazing to see that community of solo cruisers rise. Um, but in terms of what type of thing I look for in a cruise and what things kind of interest me, um, I'm a big celebrity cruises fan. I, I really like them and their ships. So that's usually my first stop is to see what cool itineraries that they have. Uh, right now, because I've sailed so intensively, uh, done. I was just looking earlier today, 23 cruises now. Um, most of those actually were with Carnival Cruise Line, uh, but the second most number was with Celebrity. And so since I've been to the Caribbean a lot, I've done a lot of the itineraries. I like to look now for itineraries I might not have ever done before. So uh, if you watch my channel over the next couple of years, spoiler alert, you're going to see me in parts of the world I've never been before. So that's really going to be my focus uh, going forward is really getting out and seeing more of the world and really showing you that you can see a good portion of the world on a cruise ship so uh really uh looking for itineraries that's really what 
strikes my attention most of the time. All right, that's awesome because that that's you know a lot of people when you talk about cruising, a lot of people go right into the ships, go right into the you know whatever whatever you know as far as you know a lot of things that you could do on board. But it's right. cool to hear from somebody who likes to jump into the itineraries and really cruise for the right. destinations that you're going to. And you don't find at all cuz I'm with you on that 100%. And I can tell you my answer to this question is no, but you don't find to be rushed at all for someone who's itinerary driven or port driven. You don't feel like you're kind of wanting for some more time on the island. Uh, sometimes I know I do have a list of places that I'm like, man, if I ever stop cruising and just want to go on a quote unquote land vacation, um, you know, I have some places that I definitely want to go back to, but I really feel like you get the best bang for your buck on a cruise, you know, and especially as a solo cruiser, I go into these ports alone. And of course, I'm producing content most of the time, but it's like, you know, these five or six, how many ever hours I'm spending in port is usually good enough for me. You know, I, I get the feel for the place. And like I said, making that list of places I might want to come back to someday. Yeah. You know what I thought the other day? I was not the other day. Maybe I, I did it as a topic on on my show some, sometimes i'll do some segments and it'll be like what would i like to see more of in cruising if i had my perfect world i would love if there was like let's just call it an eight night sailing and let's call it two ports of call and then the cruise ship was going to stay at those ports of call let's just say all right leaving out of miami heading to san juan and st thomas three nights in san juan three nights in st thomas then back to miami would you be would you think that was cool so you can kind of immerse yourself yeah i think that would be fantastic not only for the passengers but also for you know the the island they really get to showcase or the the destination i should say they really get to showcase hey here's here's what we have to offer here and i feel like the cruise lines could put a lot behind that too you know they could offer a lot of really uh uh a lot of different excursions they don't normally get to do because, you know, they can't go more than a couple of hours away from the cruise ship because you've got to get back at the end of the day in a timely fashion. So uh, I feel like it would open a whole new world. I'd be absolutely be into that. I feel like the, the only thing against that, though, is the increasing number of cruise ships in the world. You know, it's making these port stops. Uh, you know, it's almost like there's competition now for some of these cruise lines to get into some of these ports because – there's just so much demand right now. But, yeah, absolutely. I would love to see something like that. Yeah, I can future. see that. Like you're hogging up a, a berth on, on the on yeah. the some, some, may, They want to get people in and out and get fresh wallets and fresh passengers in there. I but, think that's I think that's so while we're seeing an increase in the number of private islands, and I'm all for that. One of my favorite destinations in the Caribbean is Perfect Day at Coco Cay uh, with Royal Caribbean's private island down there. And I, I've been to Carnival's uh, Half Moon Key. Uh, you know, I feel like those private islands and private experiences are where it's at, where you could, Carnival could take their ship down, uh, you know, to Amber Cove or Half Moon Key and keep it there for, you know, a couple days and, you know, really let folks get the essence of the island. That'd be, that'd be awesome. It's true. It's just becoming more important for the local government to negotiate for their fair share of the pie. Because oh, yeah. when I was in St. Thomas, I, I you know, Talk, I talked to everybody. You know, I, I really enjoyed talking to the people that are in port and the local merchants and everything like that. And their take on it is that a lot of these cruise ships, they're just making them so big and so extravagant that, you know, the mindset of a lot of cruisers is to stay on the ship while it's in port because of the fact that you wouldn't maybe get a chance to see the entire ship unless you were, you know, it was it was at a port where it might be a little bit 
you know, let's let's say people are on land. So you're going to stay on the ship. Let's say Nassau is probably the perfect ex- example. If you got four four stops, Eastern Caribbean, but one's in Nassau, I could see a bunch of people trying to, you know, take that opportunity in Nassau to get a feel for the wonder of the seas or the or the or the or the Odyssey of the seas. You know what I mean? And that Absolutely. is very very. Um, I guess having a negative effect, negative effect on a lot of the merchants because, you know, they're just seeing less people get off the ship at some ports. Yeah, and that's, you know, I guess that's a, it's a double-edged sword. We get these beautiful new innovative cruise ships, and man, they've got, you see that icon of the seas that's coming out in yeah. uh, 2024. I've heard so many people say, I want to go on that ship. It's got, it's got like four water parks on it, you know? Yeah. Like it, it would, it would take somebody all week to really get to experience all that stuff. And especially if you have a family and you're going with a large group of people and you might get pulled this way or tugged that way when you really want to go, you know, it'd take all week for everybody to get to do everything they want to do. So that's a good point that uh, the more bells and whistles these ships have on them, you know, the uh, less I feel like people are going to want to get off the ship and explore the islands. So especially then, like yeah. you said, in some of these, you know, Ports where people might have been a lot, like Nassau and Cosmo, or just, you know, uh, maybe ports where they don't have an excursion planned or not a lot of activities. Right, right. And, that, and that wasn't even the point to what I was saying because I didn't even get – I just thought of that because I know that's the first obstacle that a lot of these islands mm-hmm. have. Even an island like St. Thomas, which has so much to offer, they struggle with the fact that they – but then – Put that out to the private islands. Now you're battling. Not only you're battling the ship, you're battling a private resort. So like, okay, right. now you've got this beautiful carnival celebration that's coming into Amber Cove, and then Carnival owns the uh, the 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 land there for Amber Cove too. It's their little private cutout or private little, I guess, area of Dominican Republic. So so it's important for you know, through the negotiations to make sure that, you know, these destinations are getting their share of the pie. And you're seeing that a lot. You saw that a lot yeah. with uh, Royal Caribbean building the, uh, what, what is it called? The, the the Royal Beach Club on Nassau. Right. That was in, Little- yes. that was, oh, that was, right. that was kind of caught yeah, up in red tape for a while. Yeah. Because people didn't right. know, like, what are we going to get? Are we going to be able to, now they're, they're, they're finding out that they're going to get a piece of the pie. They're going to get some equity in the ownership of the Island, which makes them motivated. They got to make sure they do that though. Yeah. Which is very important. It is. It's absolutely important. Especially now, you know, after we've been through a pandemic, we went through a cruising shutdown and everyone, I feel like was focused on, oh, it was terrible for the cruise lines. It's terrible for the cruise lines. But it's like, yeah, it was also very terrible for those islands in the Caribbean and, and all over the world, all these ports of calls for people, people who depend on tourism, they depend on seeing those cruise ships at that pier in the morning. You know, They know that thousands of people are coming off. They can sell their goods. They can do their tours. I was in uh, St. Martin in the summer. On St. Martin's one of my favorite islands to go to. Um, but I was down there and I was doing a tour with Bernard's Tours. That's the name of the company. I highly recommend it. To anyone listening, uh, if you go to St. Martin, it's a whole island tour that they do, uh, just tremendous. But they were telling me about all the economic hardships that came as a result of the hurricanes that came just ahead of the pandemic. So, you know, they had just gotten wiped out. Uh, I forget the name of the storm, but it was there in 2018, 2017, 2018. They got wiped out. Their tourism was down. And then immediately after that is a pandemic. So a lot of these places are really, really needing cruise ship passengers you know more than ever now to come to spend the money uh, to go on tours to buy merchandise so yeah it's, it's more important now than ever 
Totally, totally. I remember that too. I had gone to the, uh, St. Martin not long after and people were like questioning, why are you going to St. Martin? Because yes, and then you get there and you see it. You'll, I, I did one of those tours too from Orient Beach to Maho Beach to uh, Margo and, you know, and, and, you, and you'll see, you know, you'd see some stuff you didn't expect to see. You'd see like, you know, mm-hmm. cars that were just, I mean, how, uh, roofless houses and you're like, holy cow. And then it was, it was a dark contrast from when i went to orient beach the first time it was this bustling place with a bunch of different vendors from barbecue to bars to and then yep. there was a, and i went it was just i mean three naked guys standing there asking for a beer it was crazy i was right <laughs> you know yeah they had like a club met there i think and that was one thing we saw on the tour last summer and and you know they they just they never reopened so you had these huge resorts that just abandoned st martin they abandoned the island and didn't come back after the hurricane so it's really sad to see yeah you mentioned a few minutes ago you brought it up so i was like let me jump on this you brought up the icon of the seas so i guess Uh you know i i go back and forth with this because i'm an excess guy i'm a bells and whistles guy i like a lot of stuff a lot of people think it's cheesy a lot of people think it's you know how far are we gonna go this is not cruising anymore how dare you you know but i'm i'm into it i'm into the you know, the, the more you can do on a cruise ship, the more options I have and the more I love it. I love that experience. But I guess my question is, can it go at any point? I'm assuming it can eventually go too far and be too big and too much and too gaudy. Some of these renderings uh, and these schematics of Icon of the Seas, you, even me, I look at it and I'm like, oh boy, that's a lot. Do you, how, are you, how are you feeling about Icon of the Seas? Do you, do you, are you really super excited about it? Or do you think, you know, it's, it's, it's going to earn some of those, I guess, monikers that people are playfully giving it like, uh, sure. like lasagna yeah. of the seas, <laughs> people's <laughs> lasagna. Yeah. A little bit of everything. Yeah. Um, you know, I will say, honestly, for me, it's not for me, you know, like it, that's not, I'm more of a laid back cruiser when I go, you know, I, I love celebrity. If people watch my channel, they, you know, know I love celebrity. Their edge class of ships are just like a perfect place to go and relax and have a laid back cruising experience. There's no bells or whistles on those ships. And that's what I've been drawn to. Well, the newer ones, they're starting to come up there with the, uh, with the edge class, right? A little bit there. Uh... Yeah, a little bit. They don't have water slides and parks right, and right. stuff, but you know, they have like the magic carpet where you can go out on it and it hovers over the sea, you know, and you can get a drink. But yeah. There's some, there's some cool elements to it, but, um, but yeah, when, when I look at the icon of the seas, I, I see, man, that's like, I just see the water slides, you know, like, yeah. uh, and I, I don't think I've ever gone down a water slide on a cruise ship, you know, that's just not, that's just not for me. Um, but then again, there are some things that are really cool. I'm going on Norwegians, uh, with a Norwegian Encore to Alaska this summer. And I'm really excited to ride go-karts on a cruise ship because I grew up riding go-karts. I had a go-kart and I cannot wait. So for me, I'll say like something with all the bells and whistles, probably not something that's going to excite me. It's not going to be the most exciting thing about the ship for me, but I will say I can see for families and for people maybe going on a first time cruise, loving it. You know, there's something for everyone. How sure. can you not love it? And in fact, when people ask me my recommendation, hey, it's I'm going on my first cruise or I'm taking my family on our first cruise. What do you recommend? I always say Royal Caribbean. I'm like, go on Royal Caribbean. Maybe go on one of those mega ships. And I don't know how you could have a bad time. You know, See, I, I did. Mean, I did hear you say that for everyone. Yep. I did hear you say that. And I was kind of impressed by that uh, on your on your channel when you said, hey, 
My favorite cruise line is Celebrity. But mm -hmm. first time cruise, I recommend maybe on the shorter side and on Royal Caribbean because then you'll get, yeah. the, you'll get the full feel for what cruising has to offer. And that's, that's good sound advice. Um, Zach, yeah. where, are you, where are you based out of? So I'm on the East Coast. Okay. Um, yeah. So I live on the East Coast, uh, but I'm originally from Tennessee, uh, East Tennessee, and I uh, grew up not too far from Dollywood. So I'm from the same area of the country as Dolly Parton. That's why I talk so funny. People ask me all the time. It's a funny story. I was in uh, Greece uh, on Celebrity Apex, and this lady walks up beside me. She was from England, and we're chatting, and she was like, she just looked at me. She was like, you sound like Dolly Parton. And I was like, well, that's a great compliment. Thank you. I was like, we're from like a county over from one another. Uh, but I'm from East, landlocked East Tennessee. Um, but when I was a kid, my dad would, uh, we always bought the paper, ran McNally maps, you know, every year. And he would say, hey, go get the, go in there and get the map. And I knew when he said that, it was exciting because I meant we're about to go somewhere. We're going to plan a trip somewhere. Um, and he, and we would we'd go to the beach or somewhere. But I remember in two, I think it was 2000, we took our first cruise on the Carnival Tropical. And that was like the best vacation ever. I just remember that was the oldest ship in the Carnival fleet at the time. The thing had caught on fire multiple times, I think, during its last few years. But it was really cool for me. So that ignited Zach the Traveling Man. As pe my viewers know him today, you know, because um, from that, I just I knew that traveling was for me. And so, like. All my life ever since then, I've just, you know, go, go, go. Um, well, that's but I love that. I love that I have that accent still because that's still a good, you know, people are always like, where are you from? All over the world. People be like, where are you from? <laughs> and, oh, yeah. uh, and I tell them and they're like, OK, that makes sense. Don't get me going with accents. I, I have ha I my audience will stay at a certain level because there's just some people that just will refuse to listen to my accent. But <laughs> there's nothing you can really <laughs> I'm not going to, you know, is that you, you get into starting to take, a, you know, I guess uh, dialect classes. I'm not going to go that route. It's going to no, it is what it is. This is where we're at. Yeah. So this is what it is. But um, yeah, I did. Uh, I'm one of those uh, East Coast born and raised New Yorkers that, you know, I had somebody from Boone, North Carolina come in and, um, and basically, you know, help, help me out with the, uh, the business I'm in and what was working, I was working with and they just got me with the country music. They got me with uh, little by little, I started oh, yeah. really, really getting into country, and I'm 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 on board. I'm one of the few uh, diehard country fans that are born born and raised in New York. Oh, nice! Yeah, yeah. I guess that's not a market for country music, huh? It hasn't like been typically. Not... It is. It's growing. Yeah. It's definitely grown lately. I think to me, I have a theory that uh, Zach Brown Chicken Fried came out right around the same time as Country Girl Shake It for me did for Luke Bryan, and those two songs. When they dropped in New York, everybody kind of raised their eyebrows. Were like, hold on, wait, we got something here. I can't, if, if this is country, I mean, they were never going to buy into the Joe Diffie and the you know the old school stuff and the Garth Brooks. That wasn't going to happen. Good stuff. Yeah, yeah. I love it too. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, I call the Luke Bryan stuff. I call it the starter country. You got to get people hooked on that, and then once they're in, you can then then you can hit them with the Alan Jacksons and that type of stuff. And then that's when you know you got to go that route with it. But I love it. Yeah. I absolutely love it. I'm dialed in now. Um, and uh, all right, so what would you say is the most adventurous thing you've done on any of your sailings, whether it was on board? I know you say you don't go down water slides, but you know, maybe, mm -hmm, whatever yeah. it was, what was the craziest, uh, most adventurous thing you've done? Well, most recently, it was a silent disco on Celebrity Solstice when I went last month, and that was a ton of fun. And I'm here to recommend anyone listening, if you've never done the silent disco, 
go to Silent Disco because that was so much fun. I made so many new friends at that. Just amazing when you start dancing and listening to music, you know, people start laughing and it's just a great way to connect with people. How do you make friends um, on a silent disco with, with the headphones on, right? How do you do well, that? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> well, here's here's the trick. I'm going to tell everyone this. This is not everybody at once, though. Uh, when you're out there, listen, out there, you know, dancing, you got the headsets on, you know, take your headset off for just a minute, especially when it gets to the, you know, good part of Sweet Caroline, you know, and everybody's bop, bop, on. You, you should hear the people like. The, the harmony, I guess, or not so much harmony that's come. It's just hilarious. And that we were, me and some of my friends were doing that. And this other group of folks were just laughing with us. And we were just having the best time, just, you know, enjoying it. And then you sort of get into like little dance circles too. You know, we were some of us dancing around together. So it was a fun time. That's, that's one of the most adventurous things because I'm very quiet. I'm a very introverted person, despite me being on everyone's TV screens every Sunday when my videos come out. Um, but I'm a very quiet, introverted person, so that's very adventurous for me to go to silent disco. Okay. All right. uh, I was trying to think, though, uh, for another example, uh, on like an excursion, um, I, I don't, I haven't really done anything too, too adventurous yet. Um, I did do the. Here's something that I didn't, I didn't think would, didn't know if it would be for me, but we were in Costa Maya on a on a cruise, and I did the Mayan healing ritual. And they take you like into all these different rooms and they have all these different treatments that they can do. And that was really cool. That was really, felt really adventurous. Oh, definitely. That's like a real kind of immersive yeah, cultural you're like experience. Yeah, mud baths and all sorts of stuff. Yeah, and they're really, that's, that was the cool part about it was they tie it to the culture. And I, that's, the, that, that's where you're going to get me on going anywhere. I love to learn about culture. I'm a student of the world. I love to learn about all the different cultures and stuff and they tie it to that. So that was really cool. Uh, you know, by the end of it, I had mud all over me and, um, <laughs> and then they put you in some other bath to get the mud off. So that was, that was really cool. Yeah, no. And that's the type of stuff that just generates great content, right? Yeah, absolutely. And it, it, it inspires, you know, more stuff like that. You know, the more I've had experiences like that where I'm like, man, that was not what I expected, but it was really cool. And I learned a lot, you know, sure. then I, you know, go home and book another cruise to somewhere else to do other things like that. Okay. All right. So as you've mentioned already too, uh, and as I've seen through your content, you definitely seem to gravitate towards celebrity and, uh, I've never been, I would like selfishly listeners feel free to piggyback onto this if you haven't been on celebrity, but I'd like to get your 30 second, one minute, whatever you, whatever time you need to take to get, give me your elevator pitch on why someone should try a celebrity cruise. Well, first of all, they have the best food at sea and I'm a big foodie when I go on a cruise. That's one of the best parts of a cruise for me um, that, you know, just delicious food. The service to me can't be beat. You know, I felt I think four or five different cruise lines so far in my cruising career. Um, and they, they just had the best service for me. But man, their ships, the Edge series of ships have won me over. And if I didn't do YouTube and, and really ha have a want and a need to diversify my content and try all the different lines and do reviews of everyone, which I love doing, I would probably just sell on a Celebrity Edge series ship all the time. I mean, wow. there, it's just that modern elegance that they have. You walk in and it's just like, wow, like I've never seen a cruise ship look this just cool and, and, and modern before. And the re all the restaurants that they have on board are just tremendous, uh, beautiful ships. So 
that's what's really won me over with Celebrity. I sat with him for the first time back in 2021 on Celebrity Apex over in Athens, Greece, and went up to uh, the Adriatic Sea, to Dubrovnik, and all the Greek Isles, and I was hooked, and I'm, I'm still hooked. That's awesome. That's a, you know, that's a possibility. You know, you have Matt Hodgeberg out there, Royal Caribbean blog. He just goes Royal yeah. Caribbean. He seems to do real well with that. If you, uh, you know, well, I guess Celebrity doesn't have quite as many ships, so it might not be as much to work with there. So you might be. Yeah, I'm not yeah. sure if Celebrity is is has the the market or the appetite for that yet. I'm interesting to see how Celebrity grows because I know they've been marketing with these edge class ships to a younger demographic, and they're getting younger folks on their ships. So. We'll see how celebrity grows, but yeah, a couple of people have have sent me emails and comments, and I'm like you should do what Royal Caribbean, I think Royal Caribbean blog is his yeah. channel name. You should do what he does and just do celebrity. And I'm like, well, most of the time, that's you know, yeah, uh, by default, seventy percent of the time, that's what my channel is. Yeah, yeah, but we're gonna we're gonna mix things up this year. We're gonna do we're gonna do some different stuff. Sure, sure. All right, so like I said, I like to mix up the questions across different guests based on who we're talking to that particular week. But one consistent question I have across the board is, you know, when I first started this a few years ago, I coined the term PCB. It stands for Pure Cruise Bliss. You know, it's like, you know, we're having a good time the entire cruise. We're enjoying the whole thing pretty much. But every, I guess, maybe cruise has that certain maybe few hour point where everything's aligning, whether it's the where the sun is, whether it's the music that's playing, whatever it is, where you're like, okay, in this very moment right now, this is why I cruise. Zach, can you like give me an example of when you've reached pure cruise bliss on your sailing particularly or, or in general? Yeah, no, no doubt about it. This is an easy one for me. It's uh, there at the end of the day in port. Maybe I have to come back to my room sitting out on the balcony. We're Pulling out, you know, pulling out of the the port, sun's getting ready to go down, and just sitting on the balcony, watching the ocean, seeing the port that we've left that day, just you know, sort of reminiscing on all the things I did in that port, the people I met, the culture I experienced. Um, man, it's just, it's just like sometimes I'm in disbelief. I'm like, I can't believe I saw that. You know, yeah. I can't believe I'm so fortunate to be able to sit here and look out. And have this view right now, you know, and it's it's brought me to tears sometimes. Just that's my moment of like thankfulness and gratefulness that I get to have this experience, and also motivation too, because then that drives me to like, and now I need to share this with folks. You know, I need to make sure that you know I'm taking in everything that I can then share this. That folks sort of hopefully it resonates with people when I share it with them in videos and stuff or pictures on social media. Uh, but yeah, that's definitely it for me. I, I love just. Being on my balcony, just watching the world pass by. No greater feeling. Oh, I agree. I agree. Usually because, you know, usually with me, it revolves around like a sunset or something. And, you know, add exactly what you said, whether it's in the room on the balcony or whether it's, you know, in a hot tub or on the pool deck. Uh, when you're getting the opportunity to just kind of like have that calm after the storm where you're, you know, you're sailing away from the port. Like you said, you're you, part of it also. And I don't know if you'll agree with me is. You know, the subliminal message that you get in your own mind of like, ah, you know what? Look what we just did. Now, that was a friggin' day. Now, with me, usually it's also involved with probably, there's probably been at least six or seven Grey Goose and Sodas involved with Uh, it too. But then, you know, you also, the other part of it is that just blissful feeling that knowing that tomorrow there's another one. Yeah. 
Absolutely. Yeah. You know, and again, like I mentioned earlier, the bang for your buck that you get on a cruise, like yeah. that, wow, today I was in Croatia and tomorrow I'm going to be in Greece. But after that, I'm going to be in Italy. You know, it's just crazy. Like sure. all the places that you can see. And, you know, I, I, because I do love celebrity and see a lot of their marketing. I know recently they were marketing that, you know, take our cruise and see eight countries in like, you know, a nine or 10 day cruise. Where are you going to get that? Countries. Where are you possibly going to get that? You know, it's like, that? man, that would cost you thousands and thousands of dollars to do that just on your own, like on land. Yeah. And if you had a family, so if you're bringing the whole family along for it, forget it. Yeah. And you reminded me of something, uh, you know, talking about that sort of moment of bliss and like, wow, I can't believe I've done that. So I got to go back on my most adventurous thing. In October, I got the privilege of going to Israel. And I've never been to Israel before. I was really excited about it. Saw some amazing things there. Uh, but I did get to swim in the Dead Sea. So that's now my most adventurous thing. I've oh, done, wow. I think on our cruise. We got to be down in the, you know, the Great Rift Valley. We were there at the Dead Sea pretty much all day. Tremendous experience. Highly recommend. I know a lot of the cruise lines are getting into, uh, or they're going to be doing more and more Israel cruises over the next few years. So highly recommend. Uh, if you If you all want to check out Israel, that's a great way to do it. Yeah. You know, I was thinking this the other day. People often ask me, like, especially a lot of people, people for some reason, I guess cruising for a lot of people, it's like an easy target. A lot of people like to just, you know, mess with cruising and kind of, I guess, downgrade it or poo-poo it as like a, you know, a form of vacation, you know, whatever the terms you want to say, overfed, nearly dead, or, uh, you know, the the, the pe- floating Petri dish, all the other BS yeah. that people say about cruising. Um, and they'll ask me, so tell me why I should take a cruise. And I'll say, maybe you shouldn't take a cruise. I'm not here to c- try to convince you that you should take a cruise. But if you really have an open mind to it and you're really curious about it, I was thinking this the other week, another strong reason to cruise, and you were talking a little bit before about the cost effectiveness of it. Think about it like this too. How great is it that whatever income bracket you're in, right? You can go with people. Let's just say, you know what? I'm just getting started with my career. I'm making mm-hmm. 35 grand a year, but I'm coming up and I'm just, you know, I have to be very conscious about my budget. Zach, you're in your 15th year at your same job. You're making deep into the six figures. You're good. We can go on the same freaking vacation, but I can get an inside cabin and you could be in the haven or in some sort of luxury right. experience. So, like, you can vacation with people that you love that may not be in the same income bracket bracket but have a totally different experience as far as accommodation still right absolutely and it brings it brings people together it's people from all walks of life you know income and just different backgrounds and and the cool thing about it is when you get you know a day or two or three deep in your cruise you realize like man we are a cruising population right now you know we are a this is it this is our world this cruise ship this week this is where we exist uh and you really make great friends from that. I've made some of the best friends that I have on cruise ships. You know, I still keep in touch from people from, uh, you know, so probably almost all my cruises, there's at least one or two people that, you know, I swap contact information with and keep in touch with them. It's a great way to meet people. Um, but also going back to what you were saying about it's not for everyone. You're absolutely right. I have friends and family who look down on cruising. They say it's not for them. And I'm like, you're, and exactly what you said, it's probably not. If it's not for you, it's. I'm not going to try to convince you, you know, However, but I just know that being able to get on a cruise ship and have, you know, your food, your lodging, 
you're, you know, you're going to fascinating ports of call, multiples of them, you know, on a week long cruise, having all that, it's just to me, a, a great way to travel, great way to see the world, especially if you're solo. Like I'm, I know once I get on the ship, you know, I'm, I'm by myself, I'm going to this port, this port, this port, this port. Um, you know, I'm not like solo adventuring all over the world, like backpacking through Europe or anything. I'm on a cruise ship with my new friends that I've made along the way. Right. And I, and I can't lie. I'm silently judging those people too. Now, if you have a seasickness, if you have chronic seasickness and you can't stand being, you know, if it's a motion issue or whatever, I get that. If it's a level of anxiety or whatever, I'll get that. But if you're going to, I mean, we've all been on these cruise ships and we've all ordered that first pina colada or whatever it is, you know, you're on that deck, you're taking on the day, everything is right within an arm's reach. You're on a, mm-hmm. you're on a vessel that's three football fields long that is designed to entertain you at every corner with the blue sky, fresh air, open water. You're going to tell me that you don't like that. I mean, you're, you're, there's something else right. going on there. You're either being stubborn or, you know, you, you're just, you just, like to not you like to not to to see people not have a good time you know so it's i mean what could be bad about a how could you not enjoy a cruise it's the way i look at it i'm not sure right yeah no i i don't i don't get it either but it's it's definitely for me absolutely um and another another thing about you know that us those of us who do enjoy cruises is when you go on a cruise and i tell people this all the time they're kind of hesitant um a lot of like i said i talked to a lot of people who are Hey, I'm thinking about going on my first solo cruise. What are your tips? Or, you know, how do I find people to talk to? And I'm like, oh man, you'll find people to talk to everywhere because somebody will just come up and be like, oh, this ship's pretty. Or, uh, you know, I can't believe we're going to this port or that port. And you just start talking about cruising. And man, I've gotten into some long conversations. I, I told you I'm very introverted. I don't talk a lot, but I've gotten into some really long conversations about just cruising. Like, Oh yeah, I went on this ship. Yeah, I went to you know Aruba or whatever. It's it's amazing uh, when you start talking about cruising to people who really enjoy cruising. The conversations that you can have. Yeah, that was a takeaway from me from one of your videos that I saw recently where you talked about you know somebody asked I'm a, I'm, I'm an introvert but I want to do a yeah. solo cruise. This and, that. and you you basically said, well, use where you're at. Use the thing that you're on, where you're going mm-hmm. to, this awesome vessel. It's a perfect icebreaker to start a conversation. Exactly. Exactly. All right. Absolutely. 100%. And I, and I love meeting people that watch the channel on the ships too. It's, uh, that always makes me feel good. And it's always nice to hear, you know, like the experience of the, of the people who watch my videos. And it's funny. People will come up sometimes and be like, Oh, we didn't, we don't want to bother you. We didn't mean to bother you. Bother me. Come yeah. up and say hi, you know, please do. So I, if you're listening and you see me on a cruise ship, Come up and say hi. Let's chat for a minute. You know, Absolutely. I always like to take time and talk to people because I love it. I really do. I love hearing how people's cruise is going. I like hearing, you know, what ships people have been on. So come up and tell me all of you. You're not going to bother me. You're not. Yep. Yep. All right. Once again, we're talking to Zach, the traveling man, um, primarily YouTube, big and growing YouTube channel. Just got a couple more for you if that's cool. Um, you know, so Absolutely. Cru- cruising is for us, we love it. It's far, I guess, you know, as much as we love cruising, I think we could all agree it's not perfect at certain times. Uh, there are things about cruising that make it under our skin a little bit here and there. Do you have any cruising pet peeves? It could be a type of guest. It could be a certain thing a cruise line does or doesn't do. Uh, anything that gets under your skin that bothers you that, that goes on while you're on a cruise? 
Yeah, my biggest pet peeve would be people being disrespectful to the crew. I can't stand that. Oh, yeah. Um, I just, I had an exper experience when I was on Celebrity Solstice a month or two ago, whenever I sold it, uh, where I walk into the restaurant to dine for the evening, and there is a lady chewing out the maitre d'. I mean, she is letting her have it and saying horrible things to her. And I'm just standing there waiting for my table. And it's, sometimes it's just like, you know, you it's not my place to step in and intervene, but it's also very hard to see that treatment because, man, one of the other things that I love most about cruises, in addition to all the other things I've mentioned, is the crew. You know, they're, they're like family by the end of the week. They take such good care of you. And I just hate to see the crew mistreated. I hate to see people uh, being mean to the crew. You know, you're not any better than them just because you're a guest. You know, you should treat everyone kind and with respect but certainly the crew because they work so hard for us so that's my biggest pet peeve uh don't 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 be mean to crew around me don't be mean to crew at all but certainly <laughs> not when i'm around because i it really makes me upset really fast right right well i mean that's that's a good one 100 percent of all the ones that you could pick out there that's i mean that's just a great lesson for cruising and a great lesson in life you know these people yeah, and look you're on vacation like what how bad can it be how bad was your experience that you have to go make ruin someone's night you know like just take it easy let it go take a moment let the moment pass you know they'll send you a survey when the cruise is over air your frustrations there you know with the cruise line not with this server or whoever you were dealing with directly because they have almost nothing to do with you know the rules and things as they are on cruise lines and you know what people talk about these uh, crew members and how much they're lucky to be on these cruise ships because if they had to try to make a wage at their in their own homeland a lot of times it would be but i don't care if you've ever seen or gotten some information on what they're getting paid for working literally seven days a week and dealing with your crap they do not deserve to be treated that way at all no man i was selling during the the early days after the cruising shutdown I flew down to Nassau and got on Adventure of the Seas. You know, that was the Royal Caribbean ship. That was one of the first right. ships that was selling again. <laughs> every, every Adventure of the Seas was getting a pop like it had never gotten before. <laughs> oh, yeah. They, they certainly were. And then after, like the month or two after that is when I went to have my first celebrity experience on the Apex over in Greece. So when I'm selling, I think it was probably the first four to six months after the cruising had resumed, the crew still were not able to get off the ship because of COVID restrictions in the country. So exactly what you were saying, they were working seven days a week, long hours, and they were stuck on that cruise ship. And totally. I think about that all the time, like, man, what kind of a life, you know, just to be stuck on this ship all the time and, and not skipping a beat with service. Right. Tremendous. I love the crew. One of my favorite aspects of cruising. Yeah. No, that's awesome. It's awesome. All right, let's uh let's break some news here. Let's 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 talk about your future. Where are you going? What cruises do we have coming up? Anything exciting in in Zach's world as far as what's next for your uh for, for sure. what's on your list? Yeah, we'll I have a lot of exciting stuff. Like I mentioned earlier, I'm trying to really broaden my horizons uh, and and really get out the more of the world. Uh, I love the Caribbean, but trying to move away from the Caribbean a little bit and get out to some other places this year. Uh, so. I will be selling to Alaska for the first time this summer. I've never been to Alaska before. Uh, and people ask me all the time, have you done an Alaskan cruise? What can you recommend? So I was like, ah, you know, I really can't 
It's hard for me to imagine cruising in a colder climate, but I'm going to do it. I'm going to try it because I hear it's beautiful. But I'm going on Norwegian, and that'll be my first Norwegian experience as well. Um, and I'm really excited to see how their uh, solo experience measures up with celebrity because I've heard a lot of good things about the solo experience on Norwegian. So I'm going to be on Norwegian Encore, and uh, that'll be my next cruise vlog series that I do on my channel coming this summer. I'm really excited about that. And then also one that I haven't really talked about yet anywhere, but I'll break it here because – um, probably about a month or two ago, I was thinking, man, I, I haven't been on a carnival cruise in a long time. And I, like I mentioned earlier, carnival is the cruise line I've sold the most with. And I, it's been probably 15 or 16 months since I've been on carnival. So I was like, I want to go on carnival. So this summer I'm also going on carnival pride to Norway. And I'm really excited about that. So, um, those are, those will be my two summer cruises. Wow. And then in the fall, I'll be headed over to Japan Damn. with celebrity uh, my first time in Japan, I'm really excited about that. And I'll end out the year on Celebrity's brand new ship uh, on its first voyage, its maiden voyage, the Celebrity Ascent. So I'm really excited to see that. Uh, and that will be in the Caribbean. So excited to get back to the Caribbean as well. St. Martin, some of these places that we just talked about. Beautiful, beautiful. Wow. So a maiden voyage as you're doing, doing on Ascent? Yeah. All right. Yeah. No, I'm really excited I, I, to I'm, see the I'm, Ascent. I think we're all excited to hear. How that goes, definitely. Maybe at some point you come back on and uh, tell us how it was. But that's, I mean, I would say I would that, that's you. That's you uh, setting yourself up to uh, have one heck of a year in cruising. You're going to cover the freaking whole planet here, Zach. I'm trying to. I'm getting there as fast as I can. Uh, yeah, I, I, I'm really excited about the places I'm going to see this year. Uh, all mostly all new to me places. So that's it's going to be great. That's awesome. All right. Well, you heard it from here. That's Zach, the traveling man. And uh, that's uh, you could find him on YouTube. Are you anywhere else besides YouTube? Any vlogs or anything else that you um, that anybody can find you on Facebook or anywhere else? I also have a yeah, I also have a Facebook page, Zach, the traveling man. And when you're searching that Zach with a H, not a K, C-A-C-H, Zach, the traveling man. And I'm also on Instagram. Um, so I have a lot of people who send me messages on Instagram. That's my primary outlet to like talk directly to the people. So send me a message over there on Instagram. Make sure you follow me on Instagram. And I would love to have you subscribe on the YouTube channel. I tell people all the time, I'm not for everyone. I get it. If you don't like my content, that's fine. Uh, but I would, I would love it if you do like my content that you subscribe. And uh, yeah, join our little cruising community that we're creating over there on the channel. Sure, sure. And you know, like I said, a lot of times people takes a little time you know you watch don't just watch one episode or one video definitely taking it a little bit because you know right it's sometimes people just have a, a a level of expectation what they think they're gonna see and if they don't see what they think they're gonna see they kind of tune out but you know what if you give it a little time you may you may really enjoy it but um we, That's true. We, and there's so much out there now i i, I get that like it i think one of the coolest things uh to come out of a cruising shutdown is we got it was the birth of so many vloggers so many cruise vloggers and cruise channels i mean they've just risen exponentially it seems like but it's wonderful because there's literally something on youtube in the cruising world for everybody oh 100 100 percent all right, that was Zach, the traveling man. Ladies and gentlemen, let's let's remind everybody, if you do happen to be at sea on a cruise ship and you do see Zach, the traveling man, do not hesitate to say hi, right? Exactly. You will not be bothering me, no matter what you might think. You come up and say hi. I love it. Zach, thanks for your time, man. Absolutely, Tommy. Thanks for having me.